0: Arizona sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Burns and Gambo talk Suns Clippers now.
1: It is over. Suns win. The Suns win. The final score here tonight. The Suns 123 and the LA Clippers 109. And why
0: did the Phoenix Suns win last night? How did the Suns win last night to even stars. up the series? Stars. Stars. The stars were bright. And the Suns yeah. had more of them than the Clippers did. And that was yeah. the tale of the story. It's always a belief of mine. Your best players have to play well if you don't win a championship. It's not going to be the bench guys. It's, your best players have to play well. Their best players, Devin Booker was special last night. Kevin Durant was great. So, you know, they need that. They need those two guys to ball. And if they do, they're probably not going to lose this series. Because, you know, they've got two of the best players in the world right now. And those two guys play that way. If they play like that, they're, they're going to win basketball games. Hard to do that night in and night out, but when you are a star player, you're almost expected to. You're expected to lead. Durant's been a special player most of his career, um, and he didn't play well in game one. He played good. like He was good, good, but but he wasn't special. Last night, Devin Booker was special, and KD was great, but Devin Booker was special. He had himself a game. He did. Um, Monty, after the game, said, look, I I wanted to take Devin Booker out of the game. There there wasn't a great chance for me to do it. I was planning on taking him out. First two minutes of the
1: fourth, then he got going, and then I said, one more play, and then one more play, and he kept hitting shots. (laughs) So I just let him go. When he's attacking like that, and then he was, you know,
0: knocking down big shots from outside, it just keeps everybody off balance. And I thought the spacing was a lot better tonight. I thought we were organized a little bit better than we were the other day. But just having the balance of him and Kevin being able to get to their spots with a live ball helps. But I thought Chris did a really good job of just putting the ball in Book's hand and saying, you go. And Chris was on the second side. You know, Book scores in a number of ways. And when he's going like that, I think the team feeds off of his high level play, if you will. What he said at the end. What he said at the end, and I and I know it just reinforces something. Did they that, feed off of it. No, 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 no. But but right before that, Chris, Chris put the ball in Devin's hands and said, "You go, you go, you be the point guard. You lead. <clears throat> you decide. You organize. You coordinate. You be the chess master. You move the pieces on the board." If that's what helps Chris get a championship ring, then uh, that's what you got to do. Yeah, there's I, no ego here for Chris Ball. He sh- wants to win a title. Can't be. You, you, like, you got to rely on that guy. You got to rely on that guy to help you get that ring. And if Devin Booker is better at the Queen's Gambit thing at this stage than Chris Paul is, that's going to be not going to be like that every game. and It's not going to be like that all the time. It was like that last night. Devin Booker was what if Kevin Durant call him an oversized point guard, right? Like yeah. he—that's he, who he was last night. And here's Durant after the game. He was super aggressive.
1: You know, like I said, they were switching up their defenses a lot and uh, trying to throw us off. But I thought he just. I think he didn't care he just was going downhill trying to create something for us and you know once
0: they started I mean, we could throw it in the post to me we started doubling down here on that backside, coming up and just making
1: plays so uh, he's an all-around player he could do everything at an elite level on the basketball court so we got to utilize that
0: yeah, it was a sensational game, and when you look at it, it's, it's, it's one of the better games that, that Devin Booker has played. He's played a lot of great playoff games, but that one really stands out. He had a huge third quarter. He had a huge third quarter with the 18 points, but overall, I mean, that was incredible. 38 points, 14-22 shooting. I loved this, and you know I did. He knocked down four out of seven three-pointers. What I loved about that is that that hasn't been really a weapon for him in a while. He hasn't used that as a weapon. As a matter of fact, he, 15 games in a row without hitting four three-pointers. Wow. 15 in it's a row. You got to get belief. back. You got to go back like 6 weeks to find the last time Devin Booker hit at least four three-pointers in a game. It was a game against Oklahoma City and I think it was early March, but it's been a while. So 15 games in a row. Devin Booker, who's a shooter. He is a shooter. He's a two guard. Not hitting four three-pointers. So for him to go four for seven from three last night, I thought that was pretty special. Yeah, that was no, important. It, 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 was, it was important. It mattered. It, it, it played a role in last night's game. There's no doubt. And let's, let's give – he wasn't as good as Booker. But let's talk a little bit about KD, too. Because obviously – He we, was the pippin' to the Jordan. Yeah, yeah. He was. We needed him to be more than what he was in Game One, and and I still, I still think there's a great game in there. There's a several great games in there. It wasn't last night. It's coming with KD. Uh, he had like a lot it, of big it's, shots. It's there, he did, but but I mean like that mm. Devin Booker type game like we had yeah. last night. Like Kevin Durant's capable of forty points and nobody can stop him, and he he was making a lot of his shots. But you know, right now there's a definitely a one-two punch. So look, here's what you like. What you like is the two guys combined for 63 points in the game 63 they had 53 in game one so they increased that by 10 they shot the ball more they took 41 shots in game two compared to 34 in game one so you got seven more shots out of those guys that's seven less shots that somebody else has taken you got 10 more points so that that's kind of what you want you after game one you're like what do you, you need more Booker and Durant you got more you got seven more shots you got 10 more points those guys were more active usage or a big usage the more There was more usage in the game for those guys. And that's what I think led you to the victory. Look, the, the mid-range game, we're going to talk about that in a minute, it was unreal. But you've got to have your two best players play well to win. They had that last night. Those two guys were really good. They did, and there was an, an obvious intent from the start to make sure they were involved early. I mean, the very first possession of the game. They win the tip. Chris Paul, what's the first thing he does? He feeds an iso post position to Kevin Durant. First thing. I mean, like, okay, here you go. We're going to give the ball to you. Go see what you got. It didn't lead to the big, big game like Devin Booker had, but it was obviously the intent was to get Kevin Durant involved early. And then once Booker started doing his thing, and here's the stat that I was stumbling around looking for. In the third quarter of last night's game, Devin Booker scored or assisted 28 of the 33 points the Suns had in the the third quarter. That was a big third quarter. He was... Everywhere in that quarter all of the time doing everything and not just shooting the ball well not just getting to his midi well but again being the puppet master being the the coordinator being the the quarterback calling out the plays getting guys involved it was three different ways he scored in that quarter he scored on a floater he scored off a steal. Of Zubach, where he went in for a
1: dunk. got it. My favorite play of the game. My favorite play. It'll be inbounded on the side. And it's inbounded out on top to Zubach. His pass picked off by Booker. Booker with the steal. All alone comes down for Wabo. And the Clippers... We're going to take a timeout
0: right here. It's a great call by Al McCoy. Love hearing that. So scored on a floater, scored off of a steal where he went for a dunk, hit a three-pointer, scored from the mid-range, scored on a reverse layup to make it (laughs) 79-71. I remember that Beautiful reverse layup on the baseline under the basket. It was really nice. Hit two free throws. He scored every way. He scored scored in, in every category he scored. At all three levels, he scored. He scored from three. He scored in the mid-range. He scored at the free throw line. He scored reverse layup at the baseline. You, there wasn't one thing that he was just, It wasn't like he, like he Steph Curry and he got hot from three. He scored every way possible in that third quarter. Yeah, he did. He did. And he... It was one of... I'm going to probably spend some time looking at it tonight. It's got to be one of the five best playoff performances he's ever had. He's had some really good ones in 2021. We've talked about the the, the two best. Back-to-back 40-point games against the Bucs. We talked about the 40-point triple-double against the Clippers. Lakers game. The Lakers closeout game. He was phenomenal. That has got it. In my opinion, that's one of the five best playoff performances we've seen out of Devin Booker. He was extraordinary. Now, that being said, when we talk about the stars of the Phoenix Suns, there's no doubt Booker and Durant are on a next level, another level, beyond Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. But we looking back on that game, Devin Booker didn't have a basket in the last five minutes of the game. And Kevin Kevin Durant Durant didn't have a basket in the last five minutes of the game. And that was a six-point game with about three minutes to go. Kudos to Chris Paul. Kudos to DeAndre Ayton. Their two-man game was money when it needed to be last night. And while we don't consider them to be as bright a stars as KD and Book, they're still stars. And when it mattered, they came through. Because that was a closer-than-expected game at the end. And those guys came through in the two-man. The last basket by either Book or KD, four minutes and 30 seconds left in the game. Four minutes and 30 seconds off. KD hit a jump at 113-104. After that, it was Tory scored off a pass from Book on a fast break. Um... Paul hits an elbow jumper, Paul hits a mid-range jumper, and then Biz had two points. So the, so your the two, two stars, who had incredible games, went the last four minutes and 30 seconds without scoring. Yep. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, as we're reacting to a Phoenix Suns win in a 1-1 series, we come back and we talk about the mid-range mafia. The mid-range jumper was working big time for the Suns last night. That's coming up on the Burns and Gambo show. Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra.
1: Burns and Gambo talk Suns Clippers now. Ball into the hands of Kevin Durant. He's the three-point range. They double-team him defensively. Gets the ball to Booker. Booker in the lane. Thirteen-footer looks good. It's good. Booker way out front. Bounce the ball to Durant. Straight away. Seventeen-footer. Swish. It's good. Now Paul backs away. Five seconds to shoot it. Paul against Zubats moves in. Eighteen-footer. Good. Oh, that could be the icing on the cake. From 15, from
0: 17, from 18, from 13, right? That was the, the, those numbers. Al McCoy, the great Al McCoy with the call last night. That was the mid-range mafia compilation, if you will. And the one thing that they all had in common was the distance from the basket, right? 14 feet, 17 feet, 18 feet. The mid-range prowess of the Phoenix Suns last night. Well, we, we know it's good. It's always been good with Booker and Paul and now with the addition of Durant. It was next level last night. It was insane the number of shots they took and made from the mid-range. Nobody in the last 10 postseasons has shot a better percentage from mid-range than the Suns did last night. 21 out of 29, 72%. They didn't miss. The Clippers are like, we did so many things right. Why did we lose? Because the Suns made shots. They were elite shot-making. That's what the playoffs is about. We talked about this the other day before Game 2. Donovan Mitchell and Austin Reeves and De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk and elite shot-making. You got to have that. The Suns had it last night. They won because they were elite shot-makers. Now, listen, you may think the mid-range shot is boring, right? It's not as exciting as a three-pointer. It's not as exciting as a wham-bam slam. And, but it's an effective tool for the Phoenix Suns, and nobody's better at it. What they did last night almost defies logic when you think about it. And the reason why is because the average amount of three-pointers made a mid-range shot, not three, the average amount of mid-range shots made in a basketball game this year, 4.4. Mm-hmm. 4.4, how many did the Suns make? They made 21 last twenty one. The average is 4.4, they made 21. Even the average for the Suns since acquiring Kevin Durant, and this is the Athletic who came up with these numbers, the number of mid-range shots made per game by the Suns since acquiring Kevin Durant is about about nine. nine yeah, and if they would have made nine mid range shots last night, they would have lost game two and this people would be calling the series over. Yeah. Well, they, had, they were down. It was a six point game with three minutes left. Like they had to make those shots. Yep. They did. They did. And that's and that's when you boil the series down and not to get like too statistically whatever about it. That's ultimately the gamble. The Clippers are gonna say we're going to try to outscore you from the free throw line. We're going to try to outscore you from the three-point line. We're going to try to beat you on the boards and get second-chance points. You, Phoenix, you're going to try to beat us because when you've got three of the best mid-range jump shooters, maybe in the history of the NBA. And not that we're going to give you that shot, but we're going to see if you can go 21 to 29 every single night. We're going to see if you if you're going to take that many. We're going to see if you can actually make that many because we actually think... Our way is a more sound way of winning basketball games because it's less. You can't do that night in and night out. Right, you're not. You're just not repeatable. Right. It's not repeatable for you to hit twenty. And you know, you what? might hit eight, you might hit nine, you might hit ten. You're not going to hit twenty something. Because you're right. If they hadn't hit twenty one, No, well, they lose. They lose. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even if that number's down to fourteen, I don't know if they win that basketball game last night. Right, it would have been a much bigger struggle if they had, and that. Is what the Clippers are banking on in this series. Whether they win or not, I don't know. Yeah, if I'm Whether they am or not, I don't know. I'm like, listen, they just had the game of the year. They did something no team's done in the last 10 postseasons. And it was a six point game with three minutes to go. And Russell Westbrook turned the ball over. And Russell Westbrook turned the ball over. And Kawhi had to travel. And Kawhi missed a shot. And Gordon had a turnover. That's what happened to the Clippers. Russell Westbrook turnover, Russell Westbrook turnover, Eric Gordon turnover, Kawhi missed shot, Kawhi, was it travel? Travel. Yeah. Travel. Kawhi traveled. Yeah. That that was like if it, it, so they fell apart turnovers late. and a missed shot late yeah yeah six point game three minutes ago the Clippers were like look they just played the game of their lives and we still almost won our bench did not get like so if you're the Clippers like you could find some positives out of that you split you're one one you're in the game you had a thirteen point lead they had to have a historic type performance to win at home against you guys yeah now, that's what you sell if you're the Clippers and, and, and honestly it's easy to buy if you're a Clippers fan. It's, it's Now, here's one thing that we know is not going to happen, and I meant to mention this earlier. The Clippers have officially ruled out Paul George for Game 3. Not a surprise, but in case there was anybody harboring any hope if you're a Clippers fan, that Paul George was going to be not. At least not for Game 3. I don't know about Game 4. We'll see. We had a Clippers guest on yesterday, and he's like, honestly, I, I see the work that he's doing. I get that he's ramping things up. The belief inside the Clippers organization continues to be, the, be that Paul George is only going to be available if they advance past the first round and he's not going to be available in this series. Okay, the, is it just for a second, I just yeah. to, what's the difference between Game 7 and the first, and the second round, first game of the second round? Nothing. Two days? Three days? Yeah, not much at all. I mean, if you get to a Game 7 and he's like 90%, like yeah, how could would not he not go out there and try to give it a go? I tend to Even agree. if you're like, hey, give me 20 minutes. I give me 20. Mm-hmm. Give me twenty minutes of defending somebody. We need it. Yeah, I think you're right. Be a decoy. I think you're right. Think that, I mean, he's available for games for the. For, he's available for the second round. Well, okay. I get that he's not available for game one, game two, game three, game four. But what if it goes seven? Mm-hmm. Again, if you look at when game seven is and when the next round would start, it's got to be awfully close. So, oh, sure. I mean so that's oh, why like yeah, yeah. ruling him out for the series is like I, I don't know but, I don't I don't think you do that yet but they haven't they haven't come out and said no he's out other for the people have. it's just other people are reporting it but I, I I agree with you and I think the longer this thing goes the more of the chance that exactly that is gonna happen that he is gonna be available for a game six that he is gonna be available for a game seven so we'll see. now the Suns, how much better can they get at the other stuff how much better do they want to get at the other stuff I mean, they could be better at the other stuff get, are they just just going to lean on being the mid-range mafia the whole time? Because I, I, I think they can be better at the other stuff. They certainly need to try. And I think the thing they really need to really be better at okay, the free throws, they're never going to catch the Clippers on the free throws. They're just not. That's just not who the Suns are. It's not how they play. It's not what they're about. They're they are not going to catch them there. The three-point attempts, I think the Clippers will always try more than the Suns will because the Suns just aren't wired to try a lot. How a point to the paint? Suns can do better there. They were 50 in game one. They were 38 in game two. Now, part of it is because they hit all the mid range shots. Right. They didn't need to. But that could be an increase. Like, if they don't hit as many mid range shots, there's still ways for them to win. They could increase their points to the paint. They had 50 in game one, 38 in game two. Could always hit a couple of extra threes. You could try to get to the free throw line more. And, and obviously, what you could just try to do is try to get, like, what they did at the end of the game to get stops. Yeah. Get stops defensively. That wasn't what I was going to say, though. What were you going to say? Offensive rebounding. I think that, to me, is that they got beat on that again they, pretty badly. Y- y- they can play the Clippers even on that. I believe that. That's Free throws? No. Three-point attempts? No. Offensive rebounds? Yes. You can. Ha- you can. You You cannot let that be the reason why. Because well, these games are going to be close. You You're going to lose these games in the margins. Don't lose it because of that. Don't Clip, lose it because Clippers you got had, killed. Clippers had 12 last night. They had what, 15 in game one? Mm -hmm. 12 in game two. The Suns had seven last night. Uh huh. I don't know if the Suns could catch them in that. I mean, maybe. I mean, ball, do, well, depends on how the ball bounces, but the Clippers have been very good the first two games at offensive rebounds. I think there's a little bit of an effort level, too, involved with it where, where there's, there's a little bit of want to in there, a little bit of desire for me rebounding schematically. I mean, I get it. There's a luck factor to it, but there is also a little bit more of a desire to get yourself second shots. It was better last night for the Suns than it was in game one. It was better for DeAndre Ayton. He had three of them alone. It was good to see that. I just, I think you know you're gonna lose the other stuff. You know you're gonna lose the free throws and the three point attempts. You don't have to lose this one. Or at least you don't have to let them win it so decisively. You know? Well you know what offensive rebounds are, second chance points. Yeah. And that's what they've been losing. Oh. Like even last night they lost you know, offensive rebounds lead to second chance points, and that's a stat that a lot of people look at and second chance points, the Suns had fifteen last night and I think they had twenty the Clippers had twenty one. Second chance points. Yes, it was 21 15. 21 15. And I think that number was more skewed earlier in the game. Suns kind of evened it up later in the game. So compete there, compete in that regard. Um, Don't look the threes. Okay, Booker took plenty last night and Tory Craig took plenty last night. Chris Paul, quit passing up the open threes, quit passing them up. They're there. The, the, the play is being designed for you to take that shot. He, at least four times off the top of my head, I can Listen, think of him passing up a three. Tyron lose is a smart coach. He's going to try to find a way to, you know, to take that away from the Suns a little bit, that mid-range game. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Dallas did a great job of it oh, last yeah. year. Dallas did a great job of it, their game plan uh, of taking that away from the Suns. Now, Kevin Durant wasn't here last year, but still, I mean, there are ways that Tyron Luke can go back and look at things and try to adjust his defense to change that. When we come back, they might not help you win games this postseason, but definitely don't let them lose you the game. And certainly that's what happened last night. We'll talk about it next here on Arizona Sports. Arizona Sports. The The home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Michelob Ultra. Burns and Gambo talk Suns Clippers. Now. Kellen Olsen, who is uh, traveling with the team, I believe he's going to be in LA tomorrow morning, just tweeted out, Chris Paul not on the Sun's injury report for tomorrow night, not that we were overly concerned about it, but there was some video circulating, shot by our own Jeremy, our videographer, of Chris Paul kind of messing with his hand, apparently got x-rays last night, but he is not on the injury report, so everything should be fine. Listen, the one thing you, you, you knock on wood here, it's, they've got one win, they got 15 to go to win a championship, and that may require you know three of their key players staying healthy throughout these next six weeks that's a lot to ask for an injury guy who's been injury prone his whole career and Chris Paul and an older guy Kevin Durant who's been injury prone and you know you don't worry about Booker as much but you you do worry about some of these guys being able to stay healthy because ultimately like that's a big deal right you look at the playoffs right now Tyler Hero's out Giannis isn't playing tonight. They're down one nothing. John Morant is out. They're down one nothing. Yep. Anthony Davis got hurt in the first game. He did come back, but like this this is a lot about health, too. And for the Suns, through two games, knock on wood, so far so good. Campaign is questionable again for tomorrow's game. I saw some video circulating, I think, from Dwayne Rankin, who's with the team in LA now from AZ Central, of campaign getting some shots up. You know, I gotta imagine he's close. I would think that when he's back back. Monty's bench expands a little bit because and that just kind of leads me into the conversation we were going to have about the Suns bench last night. They they're never okay. They very likely will never win a game for the Phoenix Suns. There might be a moment here, a moment there, where some bench player does something extraordinary Mm -hmm. that wins a game for them. They just can't be the reason why they lose a game. Exactly. And that was the case last night. They they Mm -hmm. weren't great, but they weren't so bad that they were this giant handicap that had to be overcome like they were in game one. They were just good enough to be out there and not cost the Suns a game. And that's what the Suns bench did last night. They got outscored. Again, because they're going to get outscored. It was 34-10 to 10 in the first game. It was 30-13. to 13. So they got outscored by 24 points in the first game, 17 in the sex game, second game. It was a little bit better. But here's the difference. Here's what this really comes down to. The Clippers' combined bench was a minus one compared to plus 53 in game one. Like, that's the difference. Yes. Play, Try to play them even. So when your subs are on the court, you you try to play them even when your subs are on the court. Now, when your starters are on the court, you want to outplay them if you're the Suns. But when you've got two or three bench guys in with two of the starters, just don't lose it by 10. Again, in game number one, if you combine all the bench guys for the Suns, they were a minus 53. And in this game, it was a uh, it was a uh, uh, it was a. I mean, a, the Clippers bench was a plus fifty three. The Clippers were a minus one in this game. That's a lot. That's a big difference going from a plus fifty three to a minus one. The Suns bench there was a minus fifty six in game one, and they played dead even in this game. Dead even. So minus fifty six to dead even. Yep. That's a that's a victory, dead. and that's a victory. not going to outscore them. Nope. 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 You're not, you're not, and you know. Sure, we all like the bench. Of course, we'd like the bench to be better. But the Suns, the way they're built, it's about their big four, and and we all know, everybody knows that about the Phoenix Suns. So you just need the bench to come in and not be terrible. And and that was yesterday. And, and I thought in pockets, Shamit, I, I didn't notice Shamit doing much, but he was a plus four, I think, when he was out there. I'm not really sure how, but he was a plus four. Bismack Biombo, I thought, gave them much better minutes last night than he did in game one. In game one, he was an absolute liability. They had to get him off the floor as soon as possible. I mean, it was like bad. Like in game one, like just no more Bismack Bionbo. He was fine last night. He did what he needed to do. Kogi, I thought Akogi was great when he was out there last night, especially when he was out there with the four starters. And then you saw like D. Lee played two minutes. T.J. Warren played yeah, two minutes. Yeah. Look, it was basically an eight-man rotation. When Campaign comes back, it's basically going to be a nine-man rotation. I think it seems like Landry Shamit, Bismack Biambo, and Josh Akogi have won the Hunger Games when it comes to the bench. Those are the guys. We've been talking for a month. Who's going to be? Who's going to get those minutes? Who's going to be in the rotation? And it seems like Terran, Terrence Ross's promised deal ran out. It did. They like, did it expired. Did yeah, like a loaf of bread yeah, on the I'll shelf. I'll sign with you guys got to promise me 20 minutes a game in the regular season. Okay, we'll give you 20 minutes a game in the regular season. Playoff starts, you don't play you don't See, play seems like it I thought about that last night when I noticed he didn't get in the game I thought you know I wonder if game right four minutes in game one I, I I wonder I wonder if they promised him yeah we'll give you minutes during the regular season yeah. but he didn't say anything and about the playoffs and you have to honor that pri- all, all buyout guys so buyout guys get bought out right? they can go anywhere they want and there's five teams that say hey I want you you're not looking you, the money's not a factor because everybody's going to pay you the minimum they're going to pay you the minimum ba- and you're going to get paid by the other team so money's not an issue here what is it issue is playing time. Where am I going to get playing time? So you've got to have somebody tell you you're going to play. So in the regular season, Terrence Ross was playing a lot of minutes, a lot of minutes. And it's very, very likely, very likely, they may never admit this, but it's very, very likely they had an agreement. You're going to play a certain amount of minutes So sign with us, sign with us. Mm -hmm. We're going to play you because they liked him. Now the playoff starts, he ain't playing he ain't playing yeah you don't make that promise in the playoffs you don't say i'll play you this many minutes in the regular no during the regular season from now until the end of the season um, you you're going to play a certain amount of minutes so once the playoff starts I, that's up to the coach if you play well you'll play if you don't you don't now he did play well in the regular season but for some reason they don't want him out there I think it's probably just because he's such a defensive liability Major. And, and, Major. They, and they probably feel like in a matchup like this they don't know maybe that'll change against Denver maybe because Denver isn't quite the same defensive team, that they'll use more Terrence Ross because it's a better matchup. I, if I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the three guys, four guys who win the Hunger Games in the first round, that they're slightly different guys in the next round. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Okay. Can we not go to the second round yet? we still got to win three more games. Oh, I'm here. just saying if they get there. Okay. Thank you. I'm Please. not. I'm not... Not, can we not I'm put not, the per- cart before the horse I'm not projecting that. I'm just saying if they okay. If, if we're lucky enough to advance to the second round, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not counting my not, like in the, in the second round when you play in Denver and they don't have the same defenders. All oh, right, relax, Turbo. Let's see. <laughs> let's see what happens. Uh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean, to, yeah. didn't mean to. offend your cautious sensibilities over there. I mean, my you apologies. Got, listen, the Clippers win three games at home. They win. Look, when so you got to the beat the them there. in the NBA Finals against the Boston Celtics. I'm sure it'll be a totally different. Bench rotation. I'm kidding. It might be the Celtics if the Bucks lose tonight. They're down two nothing, and they got to go to Miami. It might be. It might be. Uh, here's something else that helped the bench last night too, and I noticed this almost right away. That Booker and the bench lineup that was gone. That was good. Remember the last three minutes, the first quarter in game one? The last three minutes of the third quarter in game one, it was Booker and four bench guys? Yeah. Yeah, no, bye-bye. We're not doing that anymore. KD was out there. Devin Booker was always out there with at least one other starter and usually two other starters when, when guys were getting rest. And look, not that KD... Got a ton of rest. Not that Devin Booker got a ton of rest. Devin Booker got two and a half minutes off last night. It's a close game. It's a close game. There's you no know blowout here. And you got to do it. When, I, when did Tyron Lue empty his bench with like one minute left yeah. in the game? And you know what? I'm not even expressing concern about that. It's what you have to do. You know, like, I'm. oh, you got to be careful with Devin Booker's minutes. No, you got to win a series. Right. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, yes, in a perfect world, Devin Booker's not playing that many minutes. But I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, I don't know, gosh, gee, Monty, that seems like an awful lot of minutes to play your stars. you got to win this damn series. And if that means you're playing Devin Booker 48, you play Devin Booker 48. And I'll say this about Devin Booker, what made his game even more incredible last night. He was coming off a forty-three minute effort in game one. At no point last night did he look fatigued. Did he look tired? Did it look like he was making bad decisions because he was fatigued or tired? He looked fresh and vibrant and alive that whole game. I don't know where he got the energy from, but man, he looked great in that regard last night. I might I might I might do this uh one of these games. If you actually take a stopwatch or your phone calculator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or not calculator, your phone... Uh, you have like a timer on your phone, yeah. to stop watching in front of you. If you time the amount, of, the amount of time that they're not playing in a basketball game, you're going to be blown away. It's not like it used to be. It's changed a lot. TV timeouts, regular timeouts. It's like, I mean the, the Suns have enough time to bring out, bring out a trampoline and have like <laughs> 17 guys dunk the basketball, including the gorilla during a time. How, how do you do that? How do you do that? I mean, it's a whole entertain. It's not even halftime. It's an entertainment show during a timeout in a basketball game. Hey, we're going to bring out this. We're going to, and they do a great job. That Suns crew. um, And they each get to go like four times. <laughs> like you each get to dunk it four times, pass it to the gorilla. Like there's a lot like, You'd be shocked at how much time there is off where they do get to rest in a game. We'd be blown away by it. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Or if you're Gambo, Medicaid, because we're talking about Madison Bumgarner. Next on the Burns and Gambo Show.
1: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns
0: and Gambo, what's on tonight? All right, a uh, lot of NBA on tonight. Our uh, what's on tonight is brought to you by Global Credit Union. 12 branches here to serve you. Become a member today at GlobalCU.org. They're at the half, the Grizzlies. No Ja Morantz, no worries. They're beating the Lakers 59-44. to 44. No worries. I think they. I, think I, got, they were I, got, I got no reaction to that. to that at all. I got nothing. No, I thought did you. I was. I was thinking about something with Madison Bumgarner, but oh. no. It was, you know, you're, you're already jumping ahead. Trying to think of what to watch. Uh, no, I was also thinking like how many episodes of um, of uh, Ted Lasso are in? Because I want to wait till it's over before I watch it. Oh, see, my wife and I cracked the seal. We started. You did. We started. How many episodes um, are they in? I think there's six in. How many are there altogether this uh, season? I'm not you sure know? how many they are going to be this season, but my wife and I have watched okay, the have. first three. Just they're half, are they half hour? No, they're longer this year. Wait, they, they, they are? They think this is going to be the last season. Yes. But there's been speculation this is going to be the last season. Is it good? So Yeah, it's good. It's good. It, it, uh, from what I understand, the two episodes I haven't watched yet, 12 episodes total. Okay. It's 12 episodes. From what I understand, the two, the two most recent episodes are really, really, really good. Okay, I haven't so watched them yet. The are halfway First 3 or 4 have been good. I hear the most recent one. The problem is been. when you start watching you go So then well like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. 40 minutes, 45, 50? Yeah, it's like they're Oh, that's great. It's like they know that it's the last season and they're trying to go out with a bang, try to put as much You in know, it, I had my, my uh, I had my British friend Andy, Andy Venn, mm-hmm. uh, a, a pilot for British Airways. He was out here like last week. He came to the uh Diamondbacks opening day with me and my family. Mm-hmm. Um I asked him, "Do you guys watch Ted Lasso?" He goes, "No." Not 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 in England, we don't. I can't imagine. They They don't watch it. They don't watch Ted Lasso. I can't imagine they do. They also probably prefer the British version of The Office more than the American version of The Office. I don't think they have Apple TV or whatever it is, but they don't watch Ted Lasso. No, over there they've got like Crumpet TV or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They watch cricket all the time, which means they should be watching Nick Ahmed, that hit he had last night. Wallace and Ladmo. It's their favorite show. Wallace and Ladmo. Wallace and Gromit. Oh, Wallace and Gromit. Wallace and Ladmo was the show here oh, for us yes. kids growing up in Arizona Wallace in the 70s. And, Wallace and Gromit. That's Wallace, it. Gromit. Wallace and Gromit was the British that show. kids loved that show. Wallace and Ladmo is the show Wallace that if you grew up here in Arizona... Got a Ladmo back. Bring Wallace and Gromit back. Uh, the Heat and the Bucks tonight. No Giannis and Tentacumpo in that game. has been ruled out with a back injury. The Heat lead one game to none in the series. Could they go up two games to none? And then the Nuggets hosting the Timberwolves. I know what Mitch is going to be watching tonight. He's going to be watching his beloved Nuggets. Maybe go up 2 nothing over Minnesota. The Grizzlies, by the way, do not have John Morant tonight. So those are the sports games that we're going to watch tonight. Um, no Diamondbacks baseball because earlier today... The Diamondbacks lost to the St. Louis Cardinals. They won. The The Diamondbacks didn't lose to the Cardinals. Madison Bumgarner lost. Madison Bumgarner had a terrible outing. Seven earned runs in three innings. It was a a, just a, a laser show by the St. Louis Cardinals. He got hit. He got hit hard. And now here come the quotes, Gambo, because we are getting some reaction from the. St. Louis area with his team and Tory Lavello. Now, we don't have the sound for you, but I'll just read the quotes for okay. you. Okay. Lavello right now on Madison Bumgarner, his pitcher who's got an ERA over 10 so far on the season. Quote, it's, this is Lavello, it's very tough the empathetic side of me hurts for him, and I want every pitcher to do well, and I know how hard he's working. It's just grinding. The other side of me is extremely frustrating. frustrated. I just want to see everyone do well to help us win baseball games, and of course, that didn't happen today. Close quote. Lavella was then asked, where would they go from here? Quote, I don't know. As we do with every start. We group up as a staff, sit down with the front office, figure out what's due next. The staff will sit down and figure out what's going to give us the best option in five days. We do the same thing after every start, and we'll do that again. Close quote. Listen. If you can bring Candiotti out of the booth, and you'll have a better chance of winning a baseball game than putting Madison Bumgarner out there. The knuckle ages very well. Yeah, it does. It does. Dan out at a retirement. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, you can't pitch this guy. If you want to be serious about contending, Mike Hayes and Tori Lavello, Ken Kendrick. Like, if you want to be serious about contending, he can't pitch anymore, ever again he 's thrown his last pitch for the Arizona Diamondbacks. you put him on a phantom injury list, whatever it is. you release him. you eat the money. this is not working it 's not working. You look at he 's got an era over ten for goodness sakes he can 't get major league hitters out anymore he 's throwing meatballs up there double 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 three run homer it 's a disaster I, I, and he 's not going to retire because he 's a lot of money owed to him, but he should like if he had he had any pride, he would just retire he goes look this isn 't working for me he 's being humiliated out there and that's why I would like consider retirement if I was him you're being humiliated okay it's a joke you pitching is a joke I mean you can't throw anymore you can't get major league hitters out you're hurting your team you're stealing money I mean if the only reason you're p- continuing to play is because of the contract then you've got no pride you've got no pride he should walk away from the game and if he's not willing to walk away from the game then they have to make that decision for him even if it cost them a lot of money well that's probably- probably the more realistic option, because I don't think he's going to walk away, and I certainly don't think he's going to pass on $37 million that he's owed. So the Diamondbacks are going to have to make a decision. Now, look, I don't, I don't care how they go about it. I don't care if they put him on the injured list with a phantom injury. I don't care if they cut him. He can't pitch. He, 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 sh- he shouldn't pitch for them again. I suspect he will. I suspect that this organization, and it's not just Tory when I say this, it's the whole organization, I suspect that they will be... Extra sure and cautious and patient with them, though I don't think it's warranted. If you ask me, do I think Madison Bumgarner has made his last start as an Arizona Diamondback? I don't think he has. I don't know if he's going to make his next start as a Diamondback, but I don't know if he's made his last start as a Diamondback. Cause I think this organization will try to bl- to squeeze blood out of the stone and try oh God, to see I if they not. can make it work. I I, I don't agree with it. I don't even want to know for sure it's going to happen because I don't know for sure it's going to happen. I just suspect that that's how it's going to be. Now I'll tell you this: okay, ten and five this year. When anybody other than Madison Bumgarner is the pitcher. I mean, there's your answer. One in three. Why? Well, I don't need the answer. They need the answer. One in three. You, you keep looking at me like I'm advocating for Madison no, Bumgarner. No, but I mean, it's, like, it's, I didn't know it's, that's it's, that. That's it's, like, it's, that's, that's it's, telling. It's, it's crazy that you think I'm advocating oh, for Madison I Bumgarner because I'm, I'm I know not. know you're not. I'm not. I know you're not. They're one in three when he starts, ten and five when anybody else does. That's the number. There it is. There it is. That's the number. It's the ERA is awful. The ERA to end last year is awful. He's getting tattooed. But if you really have designs of winning this year, that's there's no other question that needs to be answered other than are we trying to win this year or not? That's it. That's that's it. it. There's only not, one question. Not, are you I'm, trying to win? Are you trying to win this year or not? Because if you roll him out there again, you're not you don't care about and, winning and, and you don't care about winning as much as you should. That's the only question. And if the answer is yes, this year we're serious about trying to win, we're serious about trying to contend. Madison Bumgarner is not serious. He is not the answer to this question. He's not the he doesn't solve the riddle. He can't be in your rotation. Put him on the IL. Cut him. Do whatever you got to do. I'll be. If you cut Madison. Let me ask you this. If you cut Madison Bumgarner, you think there's a team out there that's going to pick him up? Oh, no. Nobody's picking him up. No. Nobody's giving him a chance. He's done. No. He's, I'd be shocked. It only takes one. I can't, like, I can't imagine there's a team out there that would say, okay, let's bring him back. I'll or bet- let, let's, uh, let's, let's sign this guy. I'll bet you a lunch right now. Injured list. Oh, that's what I think, too. Bandom injury. I'll, I'll bet you lunch yeah. injured list. No, okay, so you don't, okay, you, don't I, want, you don't want that piece of that? No, Mitch, I don't want a, want a piece of that. Anybody want a piece of that? Of that? That's, that's of that? what I think,
1: too. I, 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 man, just what just lunch roll. are we serving? I guess I owe you lunch. Piece, I owe Mitch lunch.
0: <laughs> um, injured you list. list. That's, that's how this is going to go. <laughs> Caught him. Caught him. Pay the money. You're stuck with it anyway. Just get, get move on from the mistake. It was a terrible mistake. Own your mistake and move on from it. It's simple. Like it's like just be, be be the grown up in the room and make the decision that we got to let this guy go. He doesn't yeah. help us win baseball games. We'll see what they do. Now, that, all that being said, Diamondbacks took two or three from the St. Louis Cardinals. Diamondbacks. It was it was a good series for them. It ended very very poorly. Last night was a weird, crazy, strange game for the Diamondbacks. And but but the Mad Bump thing. And it's it. Here's the other thing about the Mad Bum thing. It's not like they don't have options. It's not like they don't have Tommy Henry down in the minors or Brandon Fott down in the minors, right? They've got guys, well-regarded guys, who could step into that rotation. Eventually, they'll have Zach Davies back in the rotation when he comes back off the oblique injury. They've got choices. Trey Jamison didn't he didn't pitch the best last night, but certainly he's worth another look and worth to see sure. what they've got going on there. They've got options. They've got choices. And... um I think he's going to go to the injured list. That would be my best guess. He's got to go somewhere as long as he's not in rotation. I, re- I just want to move on because I think just keeping him here, like, what are you doing? Like, he's got no future well, with the D-backs, and he shouldn't pitch this year. Just, again, it's it, it sucks to eat it, but you know what? They've, they've eaten contracts before, so just do it. Eat the contract and move on. I just guys your, terrible. For your health, I just want him not to be in a yeah, rotation. Yeah, me too. My blood pressure goes up every time I watch him play. I get so angry. We're I out of so here. I get so angry. We're going to see you tomorrow straight up 2 o'clock here on the Burns and Gamble show have a great night everyone
1: you're still here it's over go home go